This episode of the Scandal Podcast is brought to you by Scandal Podcast After Dark. Each week during the scandal season, after our regular show is over, we give you amazing highlights and conversations in the After Dark. If our show is rated PG, then the After Dark is definitely rated R. We laugh, we chat, and we give you exclusive access to us in this community. You'll also have bonuses in the After Dark that you will not see anywhere else. So go to dramaqueenbooks.com backslash support to join us. Welcome to the Scandal Podcast. Join Jaha Knight, Katrina Pavela, Eldia Harris, and Langston Smith as they break down the latest episode of Scandal with a whole lot of heart, a whole lot of humor, and a few well-seasoned words sprinkled in between. Let's go. Hello, fellow gladiators. It is me, Jaha Knight, and I'm going to keep this super short uh, because we don't have a whole lot of time before you get all up in this episode. You know what I'm saying? All right. So here is what's going on in my neck of the woods. I just finished the contents of Sophisticated Academy last week or the week before. It might have been two weeks because I've been kind of dancing off the ceilings for um, since I finished. But let me tell y'all, it takes a while to create a really good quality content course, especially one that's helping new entrepreneurs. And mostly we've had clients that have like three years in business that still needed the um, information that we did in the academy. It's a way to help entrepreneurs also transition their business from just being a a physical business or even just something that they don't have online presence for and help them put their business online and showing them all the steps and, and tricks and tips and all that stuff in between. And it has been phenomenal. So this year is going really, really well with that. But because whew, I just ate a cracker that has pepper on it and it is burning my tongue, but because um, I'm the CEO of my company, I have to sometimes step back when other people are not able to do what I do in my company because I haven't hired for it yet. And like last year, you, you all know when I took the break off of the actual podcast and the team stepped in and started doing the show themselves, um, I had to take a, a step back from that. I had to do the same with one of our product lines in our business, which is my design service, get branded for clients, get branded is the name of the service. And so when we step back from it, you know, we, we built maybe three websites last year and every year before that we had been building like 40 to 60 websites a year. Um, and now we're back to setting up everything to go back on and bring more websites online, put more entrepreneurs online in a very good way. So we're doing that. I would like to say that we are starting this up again. And uh, if you're interested in getting your website built with expertise, then I invite you all to come on over to getbrandedforclients.com. It is G-E-T-B-R-A-N-D-I-D for brand identity, uh, getbrandedforclients.com. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is because you may have a website that is built. You may have website shame where the site doesn't look as good because, you know, it may be something that you did yourself or somebody that, you know, you paid 200 or $400 did. And it mostly looks like it's like, you know, the refrigerator art that your kids or kids have hanging on the fridge. It may, it may look like that online. And when you think about it, 
If people are pushing back on your price, they don't want to pay you what you're worth. It's because their perception of you is not as high as it should be because of the way your marketing materials look, the way you present yourself to them in a visual way. Visuals add so much volume and quality to your business because you got to think about it. Every company that you've ever worked with or ever had to do business with as a corporation or any of those things, they have web developers, web designers, and they have designers that design their marketing material. That is for a reason. Most people think, oh, I can get out here and because I um, am decently good in Canva or I'm decently good um, creating a, a flyer for my church, I can build a website. That is not the same thing. And the elements that are required on a website are not just visual. They're also things that go on in the background that impact the visual, impact the messaging. And if you're not good at either one of those things, or if you're not really sure of what you should say, how you should say it, all of that comes in with a Get Branded package. We help you with all of that. We help you with SEO. We help you. We actually make our clients because this is a requirement. If a person's not ready to contact you, then they're browsing. So you need to be able to capture those people that are browsing and turn them into leads. So we actually help our clients to do that too. Every client is required to have a mailing list. So now that we have our own mailing list software, we actually sell that for our clients or to clients. Um, you can do that through us. So Dynamic 5K is the name of our uh, email marketing service. I almost said internet marketing, email marketing service. And with the entrepreneurs that are signing up that have never done anything like this before and they still need an email marketing service that is responsive for their needs and all that good stuff they can use our services for that and we even teach them how to use it so everything we um everything we sell we teach so it's nothing like you can't come in and say oh i need this done and we can't give you the program that you can use to learn it or we can't talk you through it with the program so once you do the program and you say okay jaha i did this part you know what do i do now and we're actually coaching you through it so we don't sell anything in our business without coaching our clients through the the success of it because learning through a course is not easy just like with sophisticated academy our ladies get all their content automatically like we've already developed it it's already there but every sunday we meet and we have a coaching session to talk through their ideas, their strategies specific to their businesses, because what is the point of learning the information but not knowing how to apply it or only applying it using your limited knowledge? The person who created that content, they have more and more abundant knowledge in what it is that they taught you. So being able to tap into that resource is essential, it's critical, and it's important. That's why Get Branded comes with strategy sessions. So there's a lot that comes in a Get Branded package when we work with our clients to build out not just their websites, but their, their digital brands. Because also, like we, for example, we just had a client that came, um, that we built her site two years ago. And she came back and said, oh, Jaha, now I need pull-up banners. I need a workbook. I need um, a workbook cover. I need business cards. I need more da 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 It was a lot of stuff she needed, but it was all print. And guess what? We do that too, because there's, how are you a branding agency and all you do is websites? How are you, or even a company that says, we help you brand your business, but all they do is websites. You have to have a seamless transition between website and print because there's this little tiny thing called 
brand continuity. And you definitely want to have brand continuity in your business when you have the business out here. So those are important things. Even your photo shoot, we help consult on that. I don't know if y'all know how many things I've ever done in my life, but (laughs) I used to be a photographer. I taught graphic design, graphic communications for four years at um, the high school level because that's what I did. And we taught all the programs, Adobe, everything Adobe. And then at the end, we also taught our clients, not clients, I also taught my students how to print everything, how to do photo shoots, how to set them up, how to be a photographer, but also how to do screen printing. So we we actually designed for our clients t-shirts and everything. Everything that a client could need that needs to be printed in some form or fashion, we develop for our clients. So if they needed banners done, we would actually take, the students would design the banners in the classroom, then we would come out into the lab and then they would print the banners, put grommets in it, hem it, all that stuff, because I teach all of it. And even the point of their first year, they were, um, I'm sorry, my daughter's texting me. (laughs) Their first year, I was teaching them how to run the print press. I know all aspects of design (laughs) and I know all aspects of building a website and what goes into it because I've been doing this since 2002. It's 2017. Imagine how long. And plus, I graduated high school certified in graphics. So I've known how to do the print side of things for a very, very long time. Even before I went to college, even before I graduated with an associate's and a bachelor's degree and taught it for four years. So there are a lot of things. I come to y'all and I talk to y'all about a lot of stuff. And I know y'all are probably like, Jaha, be talking about stuff that don't have nothing to do with scandal. But the reality is y'all are the community that I'm a part of. Like we are all a part of the same community. And if I'm not coming on here and telling you and teaching you a little bit of something on how to elevate and make your lives better, then I don't think that I'm doing my job correctly as an entrepreneur as a black woman as a person that is really interested in seeing people to not only survive but thrive um, then that's not a part of my goal my mission in life my purpose so I come on here and I talk to y'all about stuff that has nothing to do with scandal but the reality is that it's a part of my purpose and if I wasn't able to share this with you then I wouldn't feel like doing the show is worth it (laughs) so I'm just being honest Um, so that's pretty much where we are um, and what I wanted to share with you. If you are interested in getting your website built because you know that you need to understand your competitors, you know that you need to have um, a target market for your website, you know that you need to help with all these different aspects, even the SEO and the um, attachment to Google. Most of y'all, look, y'all be building these websites and don't even tell Google that you have them. I've had tens of hundreds of clients come to me and tell me I'm not blogging because I don't want to blog. I'm like, okay, well, you're missing out on SEO juice. That's just not smart. But there are other aspects of SEO that you all don't even know about. So when you go on these websites and you build these Wix and these Weeblies and these word these WordPresses that you don't connect to anything or just have a WordPress site up so it looks pretty on the outside, but in the back end, you don't have any systems. We help you make the internet work for you. 
And I mean in all aspects. That's one of the top core principles of Karasi Media Group, which is my company. We help you make the internet work for you. Now, I'm not just talking about just websites. I'm also talking about business, setting up your business so that you're leveraging the power of the internet. You don't have to be a, a person that's doing your business and that's all. You're only doing it on the internet. We have speakers that come to us and they've been doing all of this stuff in, in speaking land, but they're not maximizing on using online tools to deliver courses and do all the stuff that they need to do as a speaker. So when I say this, we work mostly with coaches, speakers, and small business owners. So I go out into the community and I have these leads of um, entrepreneurs who have no clue of how to do anything online. And we have to teach them all of it. That's the consulting side of the business. So I say all of that to say this, if you know anyone that's interested in getting their website built, because we're doing 10 for the month of April, we've already sold six. So we have four spots left. <clears throat> and if you're um, saying, oh, it's me or my friend or my cousin or whoever, they have a business, they need to put it online, then make sure you contact us or send them to getbrandedforclients.com, G-E-T-B-R-A-N-D-I-D for clients.com because that is where our online presence is and it gives you more details about what we are actually offering. So that's it. I'm going to go ahead and let you all listen to this episode and I'm going to go pick up my daughter because she has been texting me to come pick her up for like 30 minutes. All right, so I'll talk with you all soon. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Scandal Fam podcast, everybody. Whoop, whoop. I'm Jaha Knight, one of the, cre well, the creator and one of your hosts of the Scandal Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and today we, like, we will be reviewing awesome. season six, episode seven, A Traitor Among Us, directed by Tom Verica and written by Allison mm. Girl, I, I, I tried. Um, so Allison, yes, we know who you are. Let's just call her Allison. I'm joined by our Scandal Podcast <laughs> team members, Ladies and gentlemen, introduce yourselves, tell them who you are, what you and how they can find you on social media. Hey guys, it's me, Aldea. You can just find me on Twitter at Janet Tamer fan. Still there, mm -hmm. hanging out. <laughs> Hi guys, it's Katrina. You can find me in a couple of places. You can find me on Tumblr, katrinapavela.tumblr.com. I know I'm not there as much, but I'm just really busy, but I'm still there. I'm doing stuff. Still talking shit on Twitter about Jake <laughs> at number one feeling. And also, you guys, please check out bornbeautifulnaturals.weebly.com. That's my little natural hair and beauty business. And the curls you see today are circa that. And please tell them how to spell that. We hear you, Langston. Hello, Washington. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So... <laughs> So it's born as in B-O-U-R-N. So there's a U in it. Beautiful Naturals. Um, yeah, the born is after a brook called Born Brook. And um, the area that I live in as well. So that's why. So really, Cassandra, the ladies look lovely today? Okay. Um, <laughs> well, we can't see you. <laughs> yeah, where are you? You can't, you can't no, see you can, me. Go ahead. Really? Yeah, but I, this thank is like Sandra. Go ahead, this Langston Smith. This is Langston Smith, and I am. I can be found on Twitter at Langston but, Smith. But he's never there. And um, 
Yeah, I think we're all pretty busy. Right? <laughs> getting, getting, getting ready to start, getting ready to start gearing up to do um, the film festival again. We took a year off, so it's about time oh, to awesome. start it up again. But we'll talk about that yeah. more at a later um, date. And I will be there with my dollars to donate and support again. Yay, y'all! And Yay. you can find Yay. the. Okay. Thank you, just, Kamara. This is the longest Somebody intro in Jesus' name. Okay. <laughs> this is the longest intro I've ever had in my life. Like, it's like, yeah, y'all. Okay, so you can find the podcast at Scandal Podcast. Is yes, Jaha I am. <laughs> Jesus. You can find the podcast at Scandal Podcast, and you can also find the show at dramaqueenbooks.com where all of the podcast episodes originate. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. So those are the places that you can find the show. All right. So let's get started. Um, today we are reviewing this episode, which is a trader among us. And um, I want to make sure that you all can reach out to us while we are live. So you can ask questions in the chat box. We have varied the format just a little bit today. Um, you can also mingle amongst yourselves in the chat box. So you can answer questions that people are, uh, or comment to their comments as you are here because the chat is public. So I just wanted to make sure y'all knew that. Um, if you and your friends or your friends want to watch us live, share this link with them. It's dramaqueenbooks.com backslash live review. And I'll put it in the chat box for y'all. So you have it and it's easily accessible. All right. Okay. So there's a Q&A feature on your screen, but we'll also be asking questions directly to you, the audience, inside of the episode. So please make sure that when we ask you the questions, you get right back to us really, really quick so we can like say what you've responded to. So y'all get fingers ready because we have audience-specific questions this episode. I hope y'all ready because we got a new little format and I hope y'all like it a little bit better than what we've been doing because this was... I don't know what y'all over here doing. <laughs> I missed I missed the choreography situation. I didn't know either. I didn't know I didn't know we were doing these yeah, shoulder like inform the audience. The shimmy. The scandal shimmy. Voice and all. <laughs> Okay, so the plot of this episode is after the Frankie Vargas assassination is revealed, Huck begins to realize that there's a traitor among them and he begins to trust no one. So my first question for all of you, audience and the, excuse me, fellow gladiators is, was the storyline for this episode compelling and why or why not? That's for everybody. Oh, for everybody? Okay, I'll go first. Yes, oh, it okay. was. It kept my Katrina. attention. And I <laughs> I just love that we finally got to see Huck be Huck and Quinn and Charlie and all their weirdness that was going on. And I love that, like, we reached back into the past and Becky came up. It was like, that was oh. like, well, I was like, whoa. <laughs> like when Quinn went there, I was like, no, she didn't. And then like Huck went to the prison and I was like, oh. And it was like, 
I just, I loved it. So it kept me glued to my screen. So absolutely, it was compelling. Yeah. Um, I, I love the episode because I, I call it the breadcrumbs episode because uh, Papa, you know, this episode made us understand why he killed Sandra. And it was more than it was more than just to be out from under these people's thumbs. It was one of his breadcrumbs. <laughs> but um, that's you know, it was it was it was an exciting episode and the ending was explosive. Just blew I, my, yeah, I definitely mind. found it um, compelling. Um, I didn't think that we would get a Huck episode, but um, I was excited about that. And the best part for me was how many times and in how many ways <laughs> Huck told Olivia she was wrong as fuck. I just like I loved it. Yes. It was so necessary. Um and uh. also I I <laughs> just like, wrong. And I, yeah, there's just more breakfast and there's there's still all this intrigue and the ending, of course, is just like, okay, what the actual hell is going on here? Yeah. And mm-hmm. um lastly. Um, I just want to say, I called it about homegirl Meg, you know, with the basic <laughs> bowl cut. Yeah, I told y'all I said Huck likes criminals, which Queen okay. basically said too. And I'm like, I told you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Come on. Let's <laughs> see. Hey, but, no, yeah, no, it's, it's more. It's more yeah. than the criminal situation. It's the wounded bird. He he likes. Mm-hmm. He like. Cause, cause it started. It, it. We first yeah. saw that with Quinn, and then with Becky yeah. pretending to be, you know, like this alcoholic, to pretending to be in his same situation and all that stuff. And then we have Meg. Ugh, I call her Maggie Berry. <laughs> Do you notice short, how Maggie um, Berry, Maggie Berry Shortcake? Hello, hello. She was because she was just too about when Becky first approached us at the. Sorry, all right. That's it. I stayed on no, I stayed on I don't point. want you to be I quiet, don't. but listen. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'll be quiet. Go ahead. All right, guilty, please. Guilty, please says yes, but I'm so pissed with my <laughs> that's, beloved that's Abby. That's I can't get out of this. Kamara says, Realness Oh my God. Yes, <laughs> it was. It. Scared the crap out of me. The look on Papa Pope's face when he was pleading yeah. with Huck to investigate. Wow, that was terrifying. So, this is question one because. We've given our overview. The scene one, Huck and Meg are in the gym. Um, Charla Quinn interrupt them and they have an awkward exchange in that scene. Meg starts us off with, that's some wheat tea, Hucky. What, <laughs> what did you teach me last week? The only punch that counts is the one that you don't see coming. How did you all feel about that? Because that was the thing. That was one person at a time, round robin. That's some foreshadowing. Round robin. Somebody take it. Who's going to take it? And she punched him in the nose. Sorry. Look how they gave you. We'll see. Go ahead. Lights and light. God dang it. (laughs) I'll go. I'll go first. Uh, Katrina, you know, like Katrina called it, you know, regarding, you know, Maggie. Remember, I mentioned the fact that the way, the way, okay, the, Langston, way the way, the way that she sir. attacked, the way that she attacked. 
Can y'all hear him? Okay. See how y'all just gave no. nice in the very first no. question. We can't even hear him talk. Y'all should be ashamed of y'all self. Y'all cornered. Oh, the <laughs> it was like that was a sneak attack, what? and I was like, something's not okay. right here. So yeah, Langston. I'm just, I'm, yeah, that whole Langston. that whole scenario was Langston. like. Yeah, Langston. it was it was a um, what do you call that? A red herring. Okay, y'all, Langston. Okay, don't move. Just talk because we couldn't hear anything you said and you froze and then you came back into it. Yeah. We were like, what? He's Langston. Okay. I don't know what the heck is going on there. All right. So one of y'all have to take the question because Langston is effectively. Why are y'all so black today? <laughs> Oh, what was well, the question? Again? We don't know what's going on. <laughs> no, I was like, no. Okay, I the forgot question, the question. So, what Huck and Meg in the gym. <laughs> we heard um, rapper's delight at the beginning, the right? And Charlequin interrupted mm -hmm. them, and we have this awkward exchange in that scene. Then Meg starts mm -hmm. us off with, yeah. that's some weak tea, Hucky. What did you teach me last week? That the only punch that counts is the one that you don't see coming. And it's some foreshadowing. So Langston, if you're back and we could actually hear you this time, can you can you answer that question? Because we couldn't hear anything you said before. Okay, well, that's not happening. Go ahead, Eldia. Okay, yeah, it definitely was some foreshadowing. I, and I was, she punched him in the nose too, right? Like there was that one where she like hit him like straight on and he, he was like, oh. Um, so it was definitely foreshadowing for what was to come. I really enjoyed that scene because like I said, you had Charlie and Quinn sort of standing there and Quinn was like, what the hell are you doing? Like I had to track you down and Charlie's like the boss is missing. I still think something is going on with Charlie. I think it's still so fucking weird that he like just randomly strolls up with Quinn, even though that was kind of explained in a later scene in the episode, which we'll get to, I'm sure. But yeah, I, I thought it, and then Huck just located Olivia right away. It was like, gotta go. Sorry, here's a key. See you later. <laughs> like, it was, I enjoyed it, but it was definitely foreshadowing for what was to come because she was setting him mm -hmm. up. You could, you could, so seeing you really Huck go back and watch it, you can Olivia see the way on the she highway was and to he play thinks him. she needs protecting, but walks out of the car all exposed, no vest on, nothing, and slowly pulls a gun when he thinks some people may be around. This is where Olivia asked him to murder her father. After last week's episode, how do you all feel about that? Yes. Can I take this? Yeah. I, well, first of all, I think that I was like, wait, does Huck have some kind of tracking device on Liv? you know, after she was kidnapped. I just wonder, I'm like, how were you able to just find her from your phone? That's some GPS shit right there that you, how you knew her coordinates. Um, because I didn't see a payphone there. I have an answer for that when you're done. Yeah, no, it's, um, I'm like, and then, you know, obviously with the closer to the end of the episode, it made me think about that. But in any case, when she asked Huck to do that, I wanted to <laughs> punch her in the throat because I thought, first of all, bitch, are we really going there again? And second of all, 
this is something you need to deal with with your father. You can't like, you know, contract out dealing with your family um, as a job. You have to figure out how to navigate this world around your father. You go from zero to like these extreme pendulum swings with he Mm -hmm. with him. My father's the best ever fits. And he at least my father loved me to like. Huck, kill my father when she finds out like that he did some shit that she doesn't like. And it's like, we have been doing this with you for several seasons now. I think that's now. also what Huck thought. You have to <laughs> because do he was something like, different. Um, like, enough. Exactly. Yeah, because he was like, damn. And I hated her for asking yeah. him in particular because Huck is trying to move on with his life. Yeah. And I'm like, Olivia, this is mad selfish as fuck of you because you're the only one who's still stuck in the past. Quinn is moving on. Huck is moving on. Abby's trying to give up the D. was trying to up the D until <laughs> Olivia, you know, was like, Nelly, if you want that power, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> gotta give up gotta give up that black dick, you know, it's just not good, it's not a good look in public, right? For her. Um, so she's just like this miserable person who has chosen this miserableness yep. as her penance, uh, essentially. And I just thought, this is weak of you, one, two, it's also selfish of you and really dangerous for Huck because he is an addict and you're asking an addict to do this, and it's so unfair. You need to deal with your own shit. Well said. Hmm. Thanks. What happened? I don't know. Did she drop out too? (laughs) No, I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm right here. So this is this. So I'm just gonna tell y'all some technical details before we um, move forward. If you are not hard hardwired, like I'm hardwired to my internet connection, which is why y'all see me doing the podcast from my bedroom. This is some some behind the scenes tea that y'all are getting right here live. But if if y'all are, if y'all have the ability to hardwire your internet into your computer, you'll have a more stable connection. So that's just to to, to share. But um, yeah, I like what you said, uh, Katrina. That was really interesting. I was I was very disappointed in her for having asked an addict who needs mm. to be good on his sobriety, you know, to do something yep. so heinous and knowing that it takes him over the edge. So that leads me to the next question. Huck and Olivia are in her apartment and Olivia is justifying why she wants to kill Command. Huck is telling her that basically he'll go over a cliff for her, but he wants her to be sure about what she's asking. How did you feel about that scene, Langston? I'm sorry, I missed the question. There's I there's weird blackouts happening. Okay. Huck and Olivia. <laughs> I feel like I gotta speak louder, but I don't. I'm gonna put the questions in the chat box as well. So if you're not getting them, Langston, um, then you can read them from the chat box. So Huck and Olivia are right. in good her idea. apartment, and Olivia is justifying why she wants Huck to kill command. Uh Huck is telling her that basically he'll go over a cliff for her, but he wants her to be sure about what she's asking. How did you feel about that scene? I I felt the same way that she, you know, that she needed to, that she needed to, to invest, let him investigate and find out what was really going on before you like shut it down and say, let's kill somebody. That's, that's crazy. You know, cause it was like, she would do that much for a client. So it's like, this is your father. So you should you should at least give him the benefit of the doubt and try to figure out 
what's really going on because there's got to be something more to this because he's not just rent because you know you've already been through this whole scenario of him um you know trying to fix the election you told him you didn't you told him he, you didn't want his help so you know he's you know he and i i think he i think he actually said okay at some point that he you know okay i'm not gonna be involved because he literally was as of that's my girl once he got jake into the fray he sat back said that's my girl he was leaving it to her these people put him in the middle of this mess so mm -hmm. it's like you should you should you should give the, you should give some thought as to i mean my god in the last episode he literally dropped so many freaking uh smoke signals on her that she totally missed that was ridiculous but katrina i want to answer your question as to how huck knew where olivia was when quinn first walks in and she says i've been trying to get a hold of you he said my phone was off and she had to ping she had to ping something ping his location to find him now when he picked up the phone he immediately said he had to go my impression is that it wasn't the phone wasn't mm -hmm. completely off but the ringer was off and obviously olivia had text messaged him and told him where she was because that i mean he immediately picked up the phone looked at it and said i gotta go so she obviously told him not to tell anybody and just come come alone so that was my that was that was what mm. i saw so the next scene is for all yeah. of you um huck is following rowan and he goes into the train station he's peering into the window to see if um basically to try to see rowan rowan tells him that there's a traitor among them and to trust no one this is pretty much a synopsis um he also explains that he's being followed huck already had questions right but here we go huck already had questions but he he didn't fully believe that rowan was at fault so he kind of gave rowan the benefit of the doubt and hesitates right for shooting him. The trains come back and he sees Sarah and another guy looking for Rowan. In that moment, did you believe that Huck would shoot Rowan? And did you believe that he had reason to have benefit of the doubt? This is for everyone. I didn't believe that he would shoot him because you could tell dur during that standoff, like when Rowan was like relaying all the information to Huck, you could see the wheels spinning and Huck like connecting the dots and Rowan and Jake and Huck have this, have this connection and Jake and Huck can, for whatever reason, can always tell when like, when it comes down to it, they're like, no, he's telling the truth this time. No, he was BSing me this time. And like you all have said, Rowan has pretty much left Huck and Jake alone. So Huck had no reason to believe up until this point that Rowan would ma be making anything up in order to, to save his life because Huck had no reason outside of what Olivia has told him to suspect that Rowan was even had anything to do with what even happened to the president and all of that. I also didn't think that um, Huck would shoot him because I think Huck was a reluctant kind of soldier on this mission. And I don't think he really was even sure that Olivia was sure of what she wanted and she wasn't. She, um, and so, and I don't think he wanted to do it either because he knew somewhere inside himself, something is not right here. Um, but I also think with um, Rowan, 
like one can never be really <laughs> sure of him in any case, you know what I mean? Because he speaks in half truths, right? Like Shonda has referred to him as as the truth. And he does say some really truthful things, but he's also like the most manipulative person like on this show as well. So it's really difficult with him. And clearly Olivia, as she says, has no compass with him. Like she just so, really doesn't. Go ahead, Langston. And for me, no, I did not think that he was going to shoot him because number one, Rowan had control of the situation from the moment he appeared. First of all, he already, if we remember from previous when Huck was trying to kill him previously, he knew Huck was there. So this time he also knew Huck was there. Mm -hmm. So he was able to step back into the shadows and surprise Huck while Huck's trying to search the train. Already had control. Then he secondarily took control by doing the countdown. He gave him a countdown basically, and was able to give him bits and pieces of information quickly as they're waiting for this two minutes to run out. Or was it was it two minutes or a minute? I think it was two minutes. That was, yeah, it was two, two minutes. minutes. So as the, you know, each, he took each opportunity to put it out there. It like, ask me these questions. This is this, this is this. So he was totally in control of that situation from the very get-go. And it, he was able to, uh, control the time and he was able to control Huck to the point that as he heard that train coming, he had no other choice but to look, which gave him the moment to step away for him to actually see these people. Because had he been standing there with the gun, they would have seen Huck and, you know, and they immediately would have retreated. But this gave him, so he basically, no, my answer is absolutely no, because Huck, because Rowan had control the bit from the very beginning. Okay, awesome. Eldia, could you please ask the audience question and there and give them give the responses? And for the for the team, if you click coordinators, the next question is there for y'all. Okay. So the question for the audience is how disappointing would it be for you to think that your child wants you dead? And we got some responses in from Ms. Cassandra. She says, no, I didn't believe that Huck would shoot Rowan because I believe Huck is done just killing people without asking the right questions or having a really, really good reason. I think he is done with that no matter what Olivia asked for him. Guilty Please responded with very disappointing, but Rowan has been there how many times? Three. Uh, Kamara says, after Huck held Rowan hostage that time did, and didn't touch him, I felt like Huck has grown and would listen. In the scandal verse, it's better it's, it's better to be Good. safe than so sorry. So the next scene, Huck goes back into the office and suspects everyone. I mean, he was paranoid as fuck. He was like, oh my God, I might have to kill somebody. <laughs> he was traumatized, I think. I think he was really traumatized. <laughs> but he taps into a radio frequency or whatever, and he's listening in on mm -hmm. Charlie Quinn's conversation. Charlie's complaining about the delay in their wedding, and Quinn is bashing Meg. Then Huck hears her talking about Jennifer Fields, so he meets her at the hotel, but she doesn't know he's there, which is crazy to me. Like Rowan knew he was following him, but not not Quinn. <laughs> mm -hmm. Not Quinn. Quinn's a baby. Quinn's a baby B613. Really barely qualified for so, the health plan. Yeah. Okay. Jake opens the door and Huck's, Huck then, you know, gets in there or whatever. He talks about having a mole. During that scene, Huck, mm -hmm. who was told to trust no one. Then starts to trust every goddamn pe person. This is why I'm sorry. I just got to say this before I ask y'all a question. 
This is exactly why I said that Olivia did not need to know shit last week because when they get stuff at OPA, they just openly share. Like you would think that they are the worst intelligence agents in the world. I'm like, really? You just shared the well, you have not. a mole. Why would you tell them that? Like, I just did not get it. Exactly. Right, because one of them right. yeah. <laughs> so my question is <laughs> if you if you could give Huck any advice in this moment before Quinn smoothly hey she might be a baby B613 agent but you didn't see her pull that gun coming you didn't see it coming so if you could give Huck any advice in that moment what would you have said mm. to him shut the hell up and observe <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like, you know, Jake has diarrhea in the mouth. Just let him mm-hmm. start talking. Like, yeah. <laughs> Huck, what up, was Huck. your good? Okay, so for me, I thought oh. Quinn was in a, was a badass in the scene, pulling that gun out of nowhere. But I was like, she didn't. Mm-hmm. Why was Jake there, though? <laughs> because Jake was the See, one. like, this is. <laughs> Because Jake's the one that brought her well, in. Is he like living ahead, with Lansing. Jennifer? Is he living with Jennifer though? Because H- Quinn went to the hotel to see he's Jennifer. At his... Correct. Well, but you know he's been taking care of her. Was he's been taking time? care of her from the get go. Okay, then why wasn't he there at the end? He's his prisoner. Why wasn't he there at the end then? That one. Well, he one got there a job. Two he different got a places. Job. Was she at his place at first? No, at first. No. At, yeah, it was well, two different places. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. When she got shot at the end, it was completely different from where Quinn was going. Where the hell was Quinn going? Was she going to see Jennifer? Quinn was going. Wasn't Quinn going to um, Jake's basic ass apartment? Because I recognize. No, like, the, 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 the place at the end was the same place. It was. The place at the end was a hotel, for yeah. sure. It was a, It was the oh, same place that they went the first time. time. It was the place, same place they went the first time. Yeah. Was it? But remember, remember, know. remember he had her, at one point he had her in a, he had her in a motel. Then he moved her to that cabin. Correct. You know, because remember when they, Correct. remember when they tried to go check yeah. and see what was at the motel? Well, right. obviously he had moved her back to, moved her to that, back to that park in a cabin. And so then they stupidly brought her ass into the city. Why? <laughs> it was like, why did y'all bring her into the city? That just opened up all kinds of So stuff. she could die. What? What? That's why. So she could die. Right. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm saying. Some doesn't Jake is not there. the best spy, remember? Yeah. You were talking okay. about Jake Ballard here. So okay. we really shouldn't be surprised at that. If we're, we're just thinking that, you know, he, if we're thinking that he has nothing to do with this, although I'm very suspicious of him with like a couple of things. And I will always remember that Jake Ballard is the original snake in the garden. He is the original um, mole and traitor, um, you know, mm-hmm. at Olivia's side. Like when we met him, that's who he was. So right. like I, for me, it would fit if it was there's more to him than what we see. And I'm always suspicious of people who play a very marginal role, like in an episode, like just like uh, Jake in, in 601, when he disappeared for all that time, or we didn't see very much of him. Mm-hmm. People like that are always up to shady shit. And he's in that one scene in this episode. So yeah. I don't know. We'll, also, we'll wasn't this a Tom Verica directed piece? Yes. 
Mm-hmm. That's why it was so tight. Yeah. It was good. It was very good. Okay, let's read some comments. Um, so Kamara chimed back in with, if my child wanted me dead, I would be scared and devastated. She also said, keep your damn mouth closed and stop sleeping with Meg. I guess she's talking to Huck. <laughs> and, and then Guilty Police says, why does Jake have a Sandra Rowan photo inside his pocket? Like a grandma, like a grandma with her grandson's photo in the wallet. My wife asked me that oh that God. same question, but I thought it made sense because it was an, it was another breadcrumb. That's why. Yeah, and you know what else? For all for both spies, this episode, right? Mm-hmm. Former B six thirteen people. We see we saw um, Huck tap tap into an analog um, form of um, information gathering. And the same with that photo, right? Like, obviously, he got it off of a digital source because it looks like it's a street camera or whatever. But evidence can disappear at any time. Remember the, the the tip line from the first episode. So to have physical evidence of that to show, right? Um, you know, was important. So I understood it from that perspective. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> okay. All right. So. In the next scene, we have Charlie is my fiance. He doesn't go to the bathroom without checking with me first. Huck and Quinn (laughs) are in the office and she wants an apology. Quinn basically shares that she thinks Meg is the mole and Huck dismisses it. Okay, he dismisses it. Um, So my question is. Oh, Quinn then brings up Becky, sorry, and it shakes Huck's confidence. My question is for you all. What did you think that the parallels between Becky and Meg were in this space and how they were playing her? The wounded bird syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Needing something. Story. Like making, making him feel the, wanted and needed. Yeah, and- the damsel in distress and the wounded bird. That seems to be what he's attracted to. Which is completely how Olivia gets played all the mm-hmm. time too. That's yes. how they got her. Was, yeah, she has the same problem. There are a lot of parallels. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like when he was talking to her about being wrong, this their conversations, mm-hmm. they were each talking about themselves, even though mm-hmm. they were like talking about Rowan. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, Olivia, this is you. This yeah. is how you got got. You know, you get got with the stop story. When we met you, anybody sobs and you want to go help them. And you spent so many years trying to fix everyone's problems precisely because you need to be needed. That's your whole save, kind of save me. or at least, you know, it was. Save me. Stand in, stand <laughs> in, stand <laughs> in the sun with yeah, me. Stand in the sun. The sun with me. Yeah. Run away with me, <laughs> Olivia. On the actual, like, scene thing, can I just, I think we just yeah. need to, I, we Jake. all keep saying that something is going on with Charlie. And we could be right. We could be wrong. You never know. It's Shondaland. 
this might mm. be like you said lengthen the breadcrumb because i think everyone has been screaming from the rooftops all season what the fuck is charlie doing at opa what the fuck why is no one questioning anything why 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 and in quinn i think this was a breadcrumb of shonda just kind of putting it out there and quinn's like are you kidding me i like already did my research i shut this shit down like <laughs> so I, this might be all we get is what i'm saying and we might just have to take it people for what it is quinn is so it's like if we trust quinn then we have to trust charlie by default even though i feel kind of very like i don't want to do that and i don't my gut doesn't feel like that's what i should be doing my gut is screaming like don't trust charlie but this might be what we get but i thought it was really nice the way quinn like ch like turned it around and like checked him and was like don't try to make this about me and my fiance because mm -hmm. she did she was like charlie's my fiance like there's a difference here between what he and i have going on and what you have going on with little miss psycho over here in training <laughs> and that's why she brought up becky because she was like you need to you need to start thinking, Huck. You're not thinking clearly. And then he sat there and was like, shut his computer. And he was like, you're wrong. And she was like, <laughs> she, just, she just gave him a look as he walked out. She was like, am I, bitch? Like, she just sat there and kept typing. Like, I just can't wait to say like, I told you so. Okay. <laughs> right. So overall, I like that. So that was a scene that was needed. And I appreciated that. So thank you. <laughs> so scene oh, yeah, seven. Meg is in Huck's apartment and when he gets home, this is the scene where he gets those sugar thighs and they bring back in Rapper's Delight. Meg also um, asks Huck to meet Olivia and it's suspicious to him. So he basically, he's basically in his head, especially after what Quinn just said to him. What do you think Meg's initial goal was when she asked to speak to Olivia face to face? Oh man. I don't know if her goal was to actually speak to Olivia face to face. I it think it was. It was. Yes, yeah, she, she said. But what was she going to do when she got there? Exactly. Yeah. Well, her, like her, her goal was to get close to her because remember, she's supposed to be the person who's supposed yeah. to be um, have that uh, gun trained on Olivia. Yeah. Yeah, the one who could put a bullet in her head was yeah any moment within three seconds. Yeah, every, every breath, breath Eli, is a precious. Every breath. Do you think at that moment though that her goal was to do something to Olivia? Do you think that that's what that was? That was my big question. Oh yeah, I think oh, yeah. they would either yeah. do something I mean, to her had, or threaten her in some way. Well, to I, think, intimidate I think her. I think her job was just to get close enough that if they did need to make that mm. call, she would be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And there, and there were no one would question because she's a client. Yeah, she's mm -hmm. trying to become a client. Mm -hmm. Right. She needed to work her. Her, the magic that she worked on Huck, she needed to do it to Olivia too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah. That, that makes so much sense, especially after you said Olivia has the same problem. Yeah, mm -hmm. like that. Get it in with the parallels, Katrina. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and, so Huck, this, go ahead. I was just gonna say, and this could all, all go back to why they, why they went to, um, read in the first place abby because all of that is intel that you get to somebody get from somebody who's very close to you 
True. Hux mm -hmm. is waiting for Abby in the White House. Abby listens to him as he requests access to a high level inmate. Abby perks up when she hears that Jennifer Fields is alive. Mm -hmm. David then takes Huck to the jail himself to meet up with her. We see Becky sitting in the room and Huck asks her how he how she played him. Tell me how you played me. She gives him a sob story and Huck automatically says he'll help her. <laughs> Did you know that Huck was being played in that moment? And what was your yeah. reaction to yes. that scene? It was fucking yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it I was, was, it was sucker. He was right on target and right on subject. You know, he asked mm -hmm. her and then she sat there and showed him and he still didn't get it. Yeah. I'll help you. I'll help you. And she goes. Because he was really? expecting to be told not to be shown. And right, she did. Right. right. And she she proved it more mm -hmm. by showing him how he gets played rather than like giving him a detailed rundown. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. she, and she's like, I'm, and which allowed him to be like, wait, I have been here before with her and just so easily she did it again and of course he goes in with that suspicion to his evening with meg you know mm -hmm. surprise which was actually which was actually impromptu right i was gonna say surprise when, i'm here because was, when he got there she was there now mind mm -hmm. you yes he gave her a key at the top of the show but um mm -hmm. who comes by unannounced that should have been right. red, that was red yeah. flag number one. She mm -hmm. came, yeah, the game over unannounced while he wasn't there, mind you. Right, mm -hmm. exactly. Trying to find shit, yeah. bug or whatever mm -hmm. she was doing. Yeah, but mm -hmm. it's like because if you had gotten a key, wouldn't you send a text to be like, "Hey, you know, I'm here," yeah. or you know, whatever. By. Right, right. I'm gonna be by. I'm 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 hanging at your place. I'm first time. Mm -mm. Mm. what does she do immediately what it, what happened immediately after then it's like oh i'm so sorry and blah 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 Was I not she became the wounded that? bird again oh. and then I'm the next thing you know as to, as to what y'all understand round robin to be since we got 15 minutes <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just okay. confused next thing. listen here <laughs> Because <laughs> he the one to do it. He the main one. So, uh, listen here. <laughs> All right. So, they break, they break old habits. Please <laughs> read some. Not old. Yeah, I got go. you. Read some comments. Thank okay, you. let me see where I left off. Okay, I left off here. Miss Cassandra chime back in with crazy recognizes cray cray. Quinn's cray cray spidey senses was tingling. <laughs> also, as far as Charlie Quinn, as Charlie Charlie Quinn, we all have blind spots. And then Kamara jump back on with, I believe what Quinn said about Charlie. Remember when he just decided to move in with her without her consent? If she had to go to the bathroom and needed toilet paper, Charlie would be right there <laughs> handing it to her. I don't know why Huck just doesn't investigate each person extremely well separately. He He's he'd been in B six thirteen for years where Quinn was barely there a hot second. Huck should have known to cut cut off Meg. Huck must be must be weak for sex too because once Becky and Meg gave up the goods, y'all notice Huck belongs to them. <laughs> okay. Call my bitch. <laughs> Call some people <laughs> out. And then we have a question for the audience. It's does Abby's demeanor give off that she's too eager to hear about Jennifer Fields? And Kamara chimed back in with, I don't think Abby's demeanor was that at all. Abby is family and she mm. wants to help or 
or so we thought. Huck is like a brother again, or so we thought. <laughs> but see, the problem is that at, at the end of the day, he was not supposed to tell anybody. That yes. was like, like the reason y'all were saying that um, Rowan always gets the upper hand on Olivia. Rowan knows how to keep shit close to his chest. Olivia <laughs> does not. <laughs> Olivia does not, and neither no. does anybody in no. OPA. The first chance you give, you like, we got a mole. Sir, this is not sharing time. Yeah, you don't like, get to pass that sharing stick. You should have kept your damn mouth shut. You, mm. and what was, what was more crazy to me was that he didn't bug um, Meg, but he bugged fucking um, what's her name? Charlie the two, and Quinn. The two. Charlie and Quinn. Right. I was like, how yeah. you? And, and he probably yeah. tapped right into their radio, their um phones. Mm -hmm. So this was what I was looking at because remember we've never seen Huck's apartment before. We've never mm -hmm. been in that place. Mm -hmm. All that equipment that Huck has, you mean to tell me you couldn't have something on your phone where you're actually listening to the stuff that you would normally listen to? at the house because clearly this chick is lying to you. Okay, so we, we haven't gone there. Let me just, let me move on. No, I think, I think I'm he going was still at OPA. He just went into his communications room and was listening in on them. No, no, no he, was he was at his, at his apartment. apartment. He was at his apartment, Langston. Yeah. Okay. All right, so Huck calls Olivia to share with her the fact that he thinks Rowan is innocent. He tells her about Sandra and shares his theory. Olivia is impatient and not listening to Huck because Olivia always knows all. She's like God. Mm -hmm. At the end of the exchange, Huck is about to pull off when he sees Meg sitting with the woman that was following Rowan. He knows it isn't a coincidence, so he invites Meg over. Um, he talked with Meg before he gets ready to jab her with the needle. Do you think if he had went ahead and just shot that ass up with that stuff, he would have gotten honesty instead of that act that Meg was putting on. And did you know that yep. Meg was putting on an act? Yep. Okay, well, Langston, my that's answer. your question. Next question. Next question. My answer to both questions is yes, because number one, that was red flag number two. So it's like, dude, it's like that that's sitting right in front of your face. It's like, I don't care what she would have said at that point. I see you sitting next to the person that I know is possibly involved in this mess. There's nothing you could have told me to keep me from jabbing that needle in your neck. And yes, she would have told him everything because of the fact that that is hot is hotter than morphine. And she would have been so she would have been so pliant. She would have told him anything he asked her. She would have answered any question. Without being able to, without being able to, um, you know, swing around anything. All right. Next question: Quinn, Charlie, and Olivia are in the parking structure. The scene was epic. Huck stood up <laughs> to Olivia and told her she was wrong. And no, Langston, you can't answer this. He tells her she's broken and he's not. He tells her she's wrong and he's adamant about it. And he stands up for Rowan as well. He tells Olivia she needs to forgive him. What did you think in that moment? Yeah, I want to say something about this because y'all know it's my favorite. It's <laughs> and I just think one, I was really proud of Huck and the 511 times he told Olivia that she was wrong because she is, right? This this uh her adamant her adamance in wanting her father dead without fully knowing the facts of the case and all of you know the evidence surrounding it, including what Huck was trying to bring um to her reminded me of how 
pliable she was with Rowan in the first episode about believing Cyrus um, had killed Frankie. She wanted to believe these things, and mm -hmm. therefore she chose to believe them because they fit. They would her fit narrative. in. Yep, mm -hmm. her narrative. So, but and both of these things are related. And meanwhile, Huck is trying to get to the truth. But the other thing is, Huck is there speaking for himself because this guy has been trying to be better. Like, I mean, you know, he's he's an addict and had and has had all these cycles, but since season five from the beginning, when he tried to get help and he tried to tell Liv that basically it was her responsibility to save him, then he went to, to Jake to try to get help. And then finally, Huck did the work himself to try to beat his addiction and beat his trigger, which was Rowan, and he tested himself with it in 509. And so because of that journey that he's been on, he knows himself better than what Olivia is doing right now, right? And she's off on some other stuff. She's not trying to change it. She's not trying to be better. And Huck actually is. So it's really, really like proud of him. And he showed a lot of strength in telling her, you are wrong. I am right. And I am going to prove it to you because there's a lot that you cannot see here. And Olivia likes to think that one, she knows all and whatever she feels and knows is the right way to go. And two, the, a bit of her narcissism that comes out that she's the goddamn son and that the world revolves around her right you down know to what her, I'm saying. if you don't if you don't kill my father i'm done with you quinn you go and do it which the fuck you're asking quinn to do it like she was ever going to be successful so her you know own mother, just her own mother said that yeah yeah her own mother said that listen i'm telling y'all right now i'm calling this shit i may be wrong but so much has happened that I feel like is leading up to Maya coming back into the narratives. Go back and um, indulge in her reads of Olivia and advice mm -hmm. that she has given throughout mm -hmm. the season. Well, right? Kala, and Kala, your, your yeah. second half has already said that That's several. It. Yes. <laughs> have you? Did you say that? Yes, last I have. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Because because there were so no, there no, were so no. many breaks. I mean, I'm, no, 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 no. I'm just saying there's so many breadcrumbs. So many breadcrumbs. Ah! I'm just saying. Scene 11. <laughs> Huck is at the dump but site. I... No, no. Hold it down. We got the after dark for that. I we got have the to. We have the after dark for that. Come on, y'all. All right, we're almost through with, with this. Let's get it going. Okay. Okay. Huck is at the dump site and he finds the tracker in Sandra's skin. He takes it back to the lab. You can't, yeah, you can't answer that. She got it. Look at <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> this is you, Eldia. He takes it back okay. to the lab and he pulls the footage off of it. He watches it and takes it to Olivia to show her what's on it. Olivia breaks down a little and sees that Huck was right and she was wrong. So Rowan used the bug against the organization that was bugging him. That's how I looked at it. So what did you think about that scene, Eldia? Can I just say that when the song Lean On Me came on, I fell out on my bed. Like, I literally went like this. It was like, oh my gosh, no, she didn't. Like, she She's was wrong. like, she looked right. <laughs> I was like, because that song, I'm not gonna lie, always makes me cry for some reason. So I knew where she was going. So I appreciated the song. It fit the scene perfectly. I, Langston said it earlier, this was a breadcrumb episode. I, I, 
when I watched it just earlier before we did the show is when I really started to see all the breadcrumbs links and I didn't see them on Thursday. I connected, I, I was seeing everything fit, but I wasn't seeing how it fit together. And when I saw that, I was like, Rowan, you fucking psycho genius. Like you, he has somehow like, I, I'm, I agree with Katrina. I don't want it to turn into a, re, a Rowan redemption, but I love that he has like left all these clues of like, I'm right. And this is all the ways that you are wrong, Olivia. We have all been saying this. He is showing her so many ways in which she is wrong. I love that Huck was the one to figure out about the chip because aren't all B613 people chipped in some capacity? Am, am I not mistaken in that, Langston, Katrina? Right? I don't know don't, about all of them. I, I, don't, I don't know. Maya if was they had chipped, it. though. Right, right. Yeah, Maya so, was chipped. So maybe that's where Huck kind of thought of something like Rowan chips his women. That's his thing. Like, I that's know. What I, I know. I, I, <laughs> so he was like, I, I can, I can, I can answer this. No. Please let me. No. Okay. Go ahead. No. 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 Why? No. Why you want to? You want to save it for the app? You want to save it for no, the after dark? Yes. Or you just that's what I or you said. just don't want to know. Okay. okay. No, I do Bye. want you to. I want. <laughs> He's like I'm bottled up. Fine. LD, I'm talk a little bit more about talk a little bit more about um, <clears throat> Olivia's reaction to watching the. Oh, it was priceless because it was like mm -hmm. she had that see that moment where she turned around and looked at Huck and Huck was like looking at her and like one eye was like I told you I was right bitch but the other eye was like okay like what we gonna do now and then Olivia like she couldn't even say mm -hmm. I was wrong she couldn't even say it she the, the look on her face she with the tears and I was like I want you fucking crying like you, know, you don't there's you know no, don't be crying Olivia but she Listen. did she was like I was wrong Okay. All right. So this, this last question is one that all y'all can do not do. But listen, all the back down. No, I have a statement real quick. God, can I we just We got talk? three minutes. Three minutes. It'll take two seconds. You're spending more oh time telling me no. Anyway, Katrina, I could pick. I pictured you across the pond screaming when she didn't say I'm sorry. That I, that's mm. all I can. Say. <laughs> Yeah. Listen, high done. five to Kala. You you know done. you know me. I'm done. Oh. Okay. Olivia goes with Huck to Meg's house and again overshares and then asks Meg to forgive Huck. She initially is reticent, but then goes along with it. What did you feel in that moment? That's for all of y'all. So yeah, put it out there. That that was red flag number three. Because, like, you go from, I don't ever want to see him again, get him out of here, blah, 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 and all this stuff. And then as soon as you hear, Jennifer Fields is alive. Oh, Huck, what me. happened to you? Mm -hmm. What happened to you? I was like, no, 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 no. This red flag Both number three. Really? <laughs> how, how, you go, how, how you go from, he tried to drab a, jab a needle in my neck and I never want to see him again to, oh, uh, let me, look at me, what happened to you? No, no. Okay, oh well, 
audience Q&A. This episode was so much about the ability of people to change. How many of you believe that people can't change? How much trust would you have to have uh, with someone to just blindly follow their orders? So Kamara says, she asked, how did Rowan get the film or the footage? Well, you got to remember that Rowan is a B613. He's the head. He's the command. So if Huck knows how to do that, I'm sure there's other people in that organization. Like, look, we didn't know um, Adam. We didn't know about him. So I'm quite sure that there are other people in that organization that can get can hack that footage. Quinn could do it. So, you know, there got to be other people. Um, She also says, I believe people can change, but they are still judged by people they know from how they were in the past. And that is absolutely the truth. And I saw that with this episode, it's either you accept my change and accept the way that I'm changing, or you just hold on to the old person I was and never realize that I have evolved past where I used to be. And that's the case Mm -hmm. for a lot of our friends and families and things like that. So our last, the last thing before we go into the after dark is to briefly, and I mean 30 seconds brief, not 70 minutes, but briefly <laughs> talk about how you felt about this episode. And if you all are um, your follow up thoughts, I mean, your final thoughts, if you all are watching us live, we're about to go into the after dark, which is dramaqueenbooks.com backslash support. So you all can meet us there. Go ahead, everybody. I'll keep this short. I am very excited for what this revelation about Rowan and his capacity for love or tenderness with someone other than her mother is going to mean for Olivia and how she reflects on the decisions that she has made in the last year and a half. Mm. Go ahead, Lisa. Um, it, it was, like I said, it was just a strong episode and so, so, um, so much was revealed about Papa's skill at getting information, shorthanding information. It, it was just awesome. And the ending just blew my mind. And I can't wait to find out how mm. Abby got how Abby got the stomach for blood. That's all I just need to know. Overall, I another very strong episode that I enjoyed so, so, so much that I I'm think I'm going to have to go back and probably watch a third time just to kind of get everything. I I said it before. I just can't wait for Olivia to get her comeuppance. It's Cyrus and Olivia's season to get their to get their comeuppance. The two characters that arguably probably deserve it the most. It's it's coming, guys. It's coming. Just keep watching. <laughs> And that is awesome. I'm glad you said that. So we are going to go ahead and head into the after dark. Katrina Langston and Eldia, um, please make sure that you stay on here in Vimeo before um, um, and don't go into the after dark just yet. So see y'all later.